I called it. New Monarchy won the faction rally, just like I said last week. How's it going, guys? I'm Geronimo Rowe, and welcome to the Guardians of Destiny 2 podcast. This podcast happens once every week, but if you want to see me on the daily, or at least kind of close to daily, I'd advise you to go to my YouTube streams on the Geronimo Rowe Games YouTube channel. The link will be in the show notes. So like I said before, New Monarchy won the faction rally this past week, but what really stood out to me was the fact that Future War Cult actually came in second. Now, this is usually not normal, but I think the reason why this happened was because the Doubt, the new auto rifle that was inserted into the loot pool that was the prize from last month, was actually probably the driving force behind this. This one gun is actually very good. The only thing I think it may need a little bit more of is some range, but it's pretty much a meta weapon on its own. It's got high cal rounds and it's got snapshot in addition to some pretty solid stats. And if you can get a masterwork version of this gun with plus five range, it can be pretty strong in the crucible, even compared to a Uriel's gift. We also got to see the Nightfall scoring update go into effect this week, and I gotta say, it's made Nightfalls a lot more enjoyable for me personally. Like I said before, I was really into Nightfalls in D1. I even used to make my streams about them where I would help my viewers out get the Nightfalls done. I would also solo Nightfalls each week and make a guide about it on YouTube. And this one update actually gave me a little bit of a taste of how that used to feel. Now, this is even without the Nightfall specific loot being out just yet. It's actually going to come out later on this month, but right now you still have the emblems that show off your achievements that you can go and shoot for, as well as the aura for each week, which reflects that you've hit or exceeded the high score threshold, which right now is only 60k points. I guarantee you it's going to go up though, because they've already announced who is currently in the lead with a score of over 200k, which is kind of insane. But they also mentioned that they're going to be adjusting this score as time goes on based on the top percentile of the scores. So judging by the top 200k score that we currently have as of the TWAB, I'm pretty sure, actually I'm completely sure it's going to go up by probably a lot because guys like that are going to really throw the curve up really, really high. With that in mind, my advice still stands. I would suggest that you, on the first week of each of these new Nightfall Strikes, make sure you get as many of the emblems as you can possibly get. If you can get the aura, that's great too, but make sure you get the emblems because once these scores are adjusted, that threshold might be too hard for you to get for that tier four or tier three emblem. So this might be your best chance to get it now if maybe you're not super great at the Nightfalls, or even if you are, it's still a much easier chance to go ahead and get them. That pretty much covers this past week. Let's talk about next week, which is going to be the next Iron Banner and the last Iron Banner to be 4v4. The game type is going to be Clash and the new weapons this time around are a new Pulse Rifle, a new Grenade Launcher and a new Auto Rifle. For all you D1 veterans out there, this Pulse Rifle is basically a Soros PDX or a Hawksaw that's been repainted to kind of be more like the current Iron Banner. Now on the one hand, I'm kind of hyped that kind of that old nostalgia is being brought back for Iron Banner. However, I would have rather than make a more unique version of these guns. I mean, I sound like a broken record at this point, but I would rather them have made something as unique or more unique as the Iron Banner guns from Rise of Iron. That being said, let's move on to what's going to happen in next month's Iron Banner, which is the return of 6v6. The game type is going to be Control, and this version of Control is going to play a lot more similarly to how D1 was played. Now, for those of you who just started in D2, here's kind of a quick rundown of what's going to be different about Iron Banner Control. And that is, number one, when you first spawn in, 
The control points A and C will not be automatically assigned to the corresponding teams. You're going to have to actually go and capture them. Furthermore, you'll actually get to capture a lot faster if you have more guardians on the point, up to about three players. Any more than that, and you won't get any extra speed out of it, so there's really no point in having more than three of y'all. Also, each point's going to take a little bit longer to capture, I'm guessing because they wanted to replace the idea of having to neutralize the point before you capture it, and just give you the same net time. Other changes to control are also going to include match time limits increasing to 12 minutes, score limits being 125 points, and respawn timers going to 7 seconds. Now one last point that I forgot to mention earlier was that every Guardian participating in a capture for a control zone also gets super energy. Honestly, I feel like this kind of counteracts the max of three Guardians in a zone, because you're probably still going to see that whole six stack standing in the zone just to get the super energy, even though they know it's not going to capture any faster. The problem I see here is that you're incentivizing people to all stand out in the open at one point, making it really easy to get Golden Gun or Nova Bombed by somebody who's got maybe a really good angle on that point. What I also noticed here is that they didn't just revert back to all D1 stuff where, you know, the extra speed for capturing a point stacks all the way up to your full team. And that's, I think, a sign that they're trying to at least improve on the original D1 version of that secret sauce of the game, which is a good sign for us because it means we're probably going to end up with an even better D2 at the end of its life cycle than we had at D1, which granted, I would have rather had it sooner, but I'm glad it's probably going to end up being better this time around than it was last time. In addition to Iron Banner 6v6, we're also going to be getting back Rumble and Mayhem at the end of this month. They're going to be in a rotating playlist that rotates once a week. Now, Mayhem is going to be, from what they've said, kind of the same. Rumble is going to be a little bit different, though. Rumble is going to be, instead of six players, it'll be eight. And you no longer get any points for assists, so crossfires are out of the question. In this section of the TWAB, they also allude to doubles making its return, but not just yet. They're going to be reworking some of the aspects of the game, trying to make it, I guess, work better for us and they're going to let us know a little bit closer to when it's going to be releasing. Personally, I hope it looks a little bit like Crimson Days without the waypoints or the buff upon death, but I think maybe the buff from being with your friend or with your teammate, I think that would make the experience still overall better and similar enough to Crimson Doubles to make it kind of have that same secret sauce that made it so much fun to go and do. After this section about the Crucible, they also get into an FAQ or frequently asked questions about the new Nightfall Strike scoring and more importantly how the emblems work. They went into a list or a breakdown of what each score threshold is for each corresponding emblem. Currently Tier 1 emblems are at 20k, Tier 2 is at 40k, Tier 3 at 60 and Tier 4 at 80k. The part of this that I actually was not aware of previously is the fact that these emblems are only a chance to drop even if you get the certain score threshold. So you can get the 80k points for tier 4 and not even get the tier 4 emblem. In my opinion, if you want to make something about an achievement, make it about the achievement. You hit 80k, you get the tier 4 emblem that shows that you achieved that score threshold. If you want to make it RNG based, make it RNG based. You know, put it into the loot pool as actual loot instead of it being just an achievement emblem because you can't do both. You have to pick one or the other. This also brings me back to kind of how they've been running PvP all this time. They've been trying to be more competitive, more for MLG, but then they also don't want to be that because they're also a looter shooter that has all kinds of cool, you know, unique loadouts, unique weapons you can use, and they can't do both. And I feel like they need to make a choice and just do that. 
If it were up to me, I would have kept the achievement-based version of the emblems, make them drop just upon hitting the achievement, and then have the RNG stuff be the new strike-specific loot that's going to be coming out at the end of this month. After this, they also get into some issues with the Leviathan raid, in which people are just not respawning after a wipe. The cause they gave sounds like a memory issue, and essentially it's because people are too far apart and switching their guns and stuff as the wipe is happening. Now, some workarounds they gave in the meantime are to stick together, and if you happen to have that same issue after sticking together, you can also put back on the old stuff you had that you switched off of, and then respawn and then switch back off of it. They are currently working to fix this, however they mentioned that uh, part of the process here involves grabbing somebody from the future DLC slash D3 development team and bringing them over to the live team for a second to essentially do what they call a code fix, fixing a very deep encoded issue that could affect the rest of the game. So this could take a while to fix. And if you're a regular Raider, then unfortunately you may have to deal with this for a little while, but hopefully not too long. Hopefully they can get it fixed pretty fast and still not affect their overall time to deliver the DLCs or D3 or anything else that's kind of in store for the future. In the last section of this blog article, they get into some other known issues with the game. Number one on the list is Mercury Heroic Adventures. The modifiers are not currently available for some players on Mercury Heroic Adventures, and they're trying to target an update for this that's going to fix this in the next big update on March 27th. They also found some problems with the EDZ destination emblem in that it only displays 38 out of the 41 total ghost scannables in that region. And they also say that the stats don't update until a player returns to orbit or until you unequip and re-equip the emblem. And lastly, they also talk about this issue with the challenge card score multipliers. This is for the prestige nightfall multipliers. And what ends up happening is the multiplier does not update properly when you're selecting a Singe modifier. And a workaround to this could be to reduce and increase your power handicap until it actually fixes itself. That is a current workaround, but that is not actually the fix of the situation. I'm working on that right now. That's going to do it for this week. If you're new to this station, hit that favorite button if you're on Anchor, or if you're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Google Play, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And I'll see you guys next week.